All right, everybody, welcome back to the Champions of Small Business podcast. Uh, we're here officially on episode number three, and I'm super, super excited for um, today's guest. I'm here with uh, Mr. Joshua Smith with Your Speaking Voice um, LLC, right? Is that yep, the. Yep, okay. you got it. I want to make sure I had it right. Um, <laughs> so, Josh does um, a variety of things. You're a, you're a life coach, you are a. Um, you uh, a, a public speaking coach, yes, an entrepreneurial coach, systems processes, you name it. Sounds like you kind of have your your hand in J- it. Jack of all trades, jack of all <laughs> trades, and, and hopefully master of most. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> no, that's a really cool, unique business here, man. I'm really I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of discovering more about that because I think it's something a lot of people maybe not, especially other small business owners may not know that that's a service even available to them or the kind of what the benefits are of, of having someone like that, you know, in their corner. But, um, before we get into that, kind of walk me through here, man, tell me, you know, tell me who Joshua Smith is. Tell me how you decided to, or why you decided to start this kind of business and you know, where, where you're at today. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. Of um, course. I really appreciate being part of the podcast and being the third guest. Yeah. yeah. And you're, 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 you're one of the first couple. Uh, yeah. You're special. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. It's always, it's always great to talk to someone <laughs> starting out. And I have to say that to even talk about how I even got to this point has, I have to tell you a little bit about where I even have come from when okay. it comes to that. Okay. And, and uh, a few years ago, I uh, was one of those people that did the grind, went, you know, worked eight to five and always did what I was supposed to do. I, I, I worked for government. I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. But um, something happened to me uh, where I started to realize that there was something really wrong. And it wasn't just about physically feeling wrong, nothing about being emotionally wrong. It was just this feeling that there's, there's something really wrong happening mentally mm-hmm. with me. So about about three months before it, uh, the the turn of events happened for me, I was I was doing great. It was right after Christmas of 2019. We're heading into 2020. Okay. So I was thinking, man, I'm top of the world, and I thought I'm thinking, wow, things are really doing well for me. Got a good job. I'm working on all kinds of different things. Project Rise. I was involved with a lot of different nonprofit organizations, okay. and. Uh, Went on to a trip to Paris, France, where I was nice. uh, I was I was on top of the world with helping out with other people in an organization called Toastmasters, which is yeah. a is a nonprofit that's almost a hundred years old, working yeah. on public speaking and uh, other skills. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the day before my thirty third birthday, I said, my body said, "No, nope, I don't think you can do this anymore," and I wanted to end my life. Jeez, yeah. It's, it's something that you don't normally prepare yourself for. Right. And I, I remember the day very well. It was something that it, every single little part of me said, I, I can't do this. My body started shutting down. It wasn't just because of everything that I was doing, but it was because of having all these thoughts in my head for all these years saying, before that, saying, you're not good enough, or you can't do this, or yeah. you're not important. And so I remember the cries for help. I, I was messaging people. I was on my Facebook telling people, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to end my life. And thankfully, there were some people that took that seriously. Good. Called the cops to help me out, get me to some med- mental health services in Carlisle, which is where I am, and, and took me down to Brookhaven Institute down in Hagerstown, Maryland, where I spent three days 
trying to reevaluate what the heck just happened. Yeah. Um, so fa- flash forward about three years later, and I'm on the mend after going through many years of therapy, and I realized that the biggest thing that I didn't have growing up as a kid and something that I yearn for a lot is how having people realize my true potential yeah. and wanting to help others. So I started the business, and I wanted to start the business not to just meet new people and have great conversations with them to be able to help them out with whatever situation or problem they have, but I feel that we as a society sometimes undervalue the importance of having that mental health conversation. And I found that if we are able to work on the best version of ourselves, we can unlock unlimited potential within ourselves. So I started open this business. I've been open now for about four months and I, I'm enjoying it because I'm getting to meet people that genuinely want to work on themselves and they're aligning themselves with what right. I've been through. Man, it's that's such a there's so there's so many places we can go with that, but it's it's you you raise such an important it's, it's such an important fact that you know us as people as entrepreneurs as mothers or fathers or brothers or sisters, um, it's like it's okay to ask for ask for help and um man I'm so glad that you decided to 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 reach out to some people and that those people took took you seriously man because you know, there's, this world's a better place with you. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen what you've done so far, man, and how, and how much you've been, and and what you've been putting into your business. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to turn something like that into a positive to, to, you know, to, to see that these things were maybe missing in your upbringing or missing in your childhood or in your adult life. And you were able to, you're, you're cognizant of that and able to turn that around and help you know, help others. It's a, it's a story that, you know, I think every business needs to have a why, Yeah. you know, and if your why is strong enough, you can endure any how. Yeah. You know, and, and that's important too, to say, because some people have the tools at their disposal and some people don't, we all come from all kinds of walks of life where, where we think that, Oh, because you have X, Y, and Z, you're important and that you know how to do this. But the reality is that might not be the case. And what I've been finding, especially as I work with people and have great conversations with them about where they're at, mm. is that we're all over the spectrum. Oh, yeah. So whether that is something that you think that it's something that you can handle and address or you feel that it's important to kind of maybe do a little bit of work and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people wanting to embrace it all the way. And while some people are like, whoa, I don't need, I don't know if I can really do this. I don't have that ability or that confidence. And that's, right. and that's one of the values that I have too for the business is I want people to realize that they have this unlimited confidence factor inside of them too. Yeah, man. So, so you took all of this, what, what was that process like for you to like, to, to decide to make a whole business out of this? You know, like who were you trying to go? Go at like are you are you trying to you know help other like young people or are you focusing on kind of the entrepreneurs out there that kind of need a little bit of of uh, of push? Yeah, it's a great question, and a lot of it is it depends on who the person is that I'm willing to work with too. Yeah. 
um, I, I feel that I work with all kinds of people, young, middle age, old, don't matter. doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. I, I love working with all kinds of different people and different groups. And I've been fortunate enough that, and this is something I haven't shared yet, but the past 13 years that I've been working with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, I've been able to see all kinds of different things to help improve others. And when it comes to processes with helping different types of executive level decision-making things of that nature. So I'm transferring a lot of skills that some people don't get to see when it comes to our government, being able to work publicly and being able to transfer it into a business model that is helping others maybe think of something that is normally not thought about. And I know that sounds kind of, a predicament where you're thinking, and I'm sure your audience will think, wait, government being efficient through Josh and yeah. in, in a private sector business. And I say, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dispelling the myth. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, when you have, so when you, when you think to take someone like government, think about how many employees they have across the state. Th- thousands of people. Right. Actually, it's around 70,000 employees as of today in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Just in Pennsylvania alone. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, and hate to sound calloused by this, but when you're when you're herding cattle, you got to have like a pretty you, know, you got to have a good cattle shoot. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing here. Those cattle shoots are and are the processes, and in this and uh, so yeah, it's definitely counterintuitive that the government's got good processes. But it, when you think about it, it makes it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yes, that, that if they don't have processes, then public utilities don't <laughs> don't run. And you know, um, dude, I think processes is it's one of those words that we all know about, you know, and even in my own business, we talk about it all the time, like process, process, got to put those processes in place, got to put those processes yes. in place. And it's so freaking important because if you grow without those processes, it's like building a house without a solid foundation. Yes. And, and, and I think that's so true, especially when it comes to government, because you, you're working on not only just one piece of it, which some people think, oh, you only do one piece of it. Well, yeah, there's some people that are specialized in which they have to do that. And yeah. if you look at the sheer amount of volume that comes in, you're serving 67 counties in the Commonwealth. That's really important to right. make sure that there's a few people specialized in that. But you also have to be able to take it from the mi- the micro level and apply it to the macro level. So right. looking at the bigger picture, which, as you said, too, process is so important. And that's been something that I've been driven to do even over half of my career in doing that. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to stick on processes for a second. Um, what's, what's like the, what would you say is probably like the most important process for like a small business that's just starting out or what's the most common process that you see missing from a company that could, could help individuals or, or entrepreneurs? Hey, believe it or not, you as in the person listening to this mm-hmm. can be the missing piece. So that's anybody within any stage of it. And I think especially for small businesses, it's even more important than ever to have a wide diversity of opinion and ideas so right. that you're checking yourself. And And I know that even, especially for myself, what I've learned even in the last few months opening my own business, that sometimes it's really helpful to be able to bounce ideas off of somebody, especially somebody that's like-minded, somebody that is having the same drive to make sure that you have those ideas being able to work being worked on continuously so that it isn't staying stagnant because we can easily fall into what I like to call groupthink and I know that's a cliche term that's mostly used sure. in, yeah, a, yeah. in a lot of different circles but I think that 
when we are talking about helping others, which small businesses are the driver for all of those things, mm-hmm. being able to have that conversation and be able to have it with someone that you can trust, whether that's a best friend, a family member, even somebody that you hire on as a consultant that kind of helps you with that. Yeah. It, it really helps to get another picture, another mindset of it. And that's a lot of what I do too, is it's not just about seeing one side of it, but seeing the whole, all the sides of it. Right. Yeah, and, and a lot of times as as the the driving entrepreneur, it's hard to get that zoomed out vision. Yes, you know, because you have you have something you have this vision in your head, and that's it's it's like a it's like a flashlight. You know, the flashlights that you could kind of zoom in and zoom out, and yeah. they'll they'll kind of come to a perfect point and then come out. I know for me as an entrepreneur, a lot of times I'm stuck in this little area, mm-hmm. and obvious answers are just ar- just around around me, but I can't. I'm too zoomed in to to be able to hone in on them, you and, know, and it takes someone like an out- outsider to, to see that stuff for you. And I, and I think a lot of people assume that, Oh, this is going to cost me a lot of money. And I don't know if I have the resources, especially being a small business owner or even a medium size owner, mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to do that because costs are really tight. But if you think about it, taking those ideas and putting it into what I like to call like a strategic bucket, if mm-hmm. you will, being able to propel yourself to moving towards that direction of your mission or vision, which if you don't even have that, your business might not even be able to go to the next step. Right. Um, having that is something that is so important so that you can help yourself with what we've been talking about, which is helping yourself with processes. Yeah. To getting yourself to that next level where it's absolutely needed so that you're able to help others whether that's a small group of people that you're helping out with or you're helping out different counties all across the, un- the United States. Mm-hmm. that's Those are things that we can all focus on if we're just willing to accept new ideas. Right, right. So um, <clears throat> something that you, you, you touched on there that I think is so important just for like everybody that's listening and maybe, you know, business owners or someone who's considering opening a business is, is talking and asking for help. Um, I know it's something that I have always struggled with and I've just, it's funny, this, this, this topic has come up in every podcast I've done so far and simply just asking for help and, you know, having, um, a network of people, whether that's, you know, your, if you have an executive leadership team in your office or you have, you know, coaches or, you know, different consultants, or if you're struggling with your mental health, like it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to have all the answers. And if I, if I could go and scream this from a rooftop, I would. Actually, I might even. We're, we're I, 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 we have ladders. I left my bullhorn in the car. Let's go, let's go do it. <laughs> but dude, it's so it's so important, man. And I think I think your your story really sets that tone beautifully. Uh, that it's it's that help in business is is a good thing. It's not a weakness. Well, there's something else I haven't <laughs> shared yet that I've actually just found out within the last se- seven or eight weeks since we're recording this mm-hmm. uh, is that. We, that I've actually been diagnosed as an adult with autism. Okay. So now this now that has changed so much about a lot of those things that I was just mentioning earlier about what is that missing piece that I couldn't really latch on as to why these issues are always happening. Yeah. So now it's been able to help me explore new avenues of support. So one, one of the biggest things which is helping me to understand this better is now those same processes are uh, what I've been doing and teaching with others of my business. Mm-hmm. I, I've been using even in my own life 
setting tasks, setting goals for myself, making sure that I stay on task with those. Yeah. And that has not been an easy journey even for myself, which I know that's really hard to say for somebody that owns a business that's helping others, but yeah. I struggle with the same thing that I teach others. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's pure authenticity. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would trust somebody who is, is helping me with business processes if they were, if they were a complete, uh, expert or they weren't also because it's a, it's a constantly it's a revolving door yeah. right processes change i mean your 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 basic processes don't always change right you have your your everyday ones but you have to be flexible and learning how to how to adapt to change sometimes and you know i think um you know your your your, your diagnosis i have a daughter um who's oh. who's diagnosed autistic as well wow yeah and i think there's something there's something beautiful and something to be celebrated about neurodivergent people because there is, how do I say this? There's, there's, you, you come up with probably some unique coping mechanisms, maybe not always healthy, but you come up with coping mechanisms that most neurotypical people probably wouldn't really consider. Yes. And I, you know, I think it's a beautiful you know, as, 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 as crushing as it is and as how, and uh, the challenges that it can bring, um, you know, I think, I mean, my daughter has taught me more than what I've probably taught her <laughs> and, and, I, and it's just, and it's just responding to her and learning how to respond to, you know, the, 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 the things that are unique about her and the, her way of looking at things is, is, is just great. And actually I think it could serve you in a lot of, in, in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and it has, and, when I when I when I was able to finally put a name to it, which by the way I have been tested before when I was a child, but that there was no such thing back then in the '90s when I was totally, getting tested. Totally different <coughs> criteria and tests back then. Yes. So after three decades and after getting an answer finally, one of the things that I've been able to embrace as a result of that is exactly what you said: is 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 now. This is a whole new world. And and I think for, for some business owners too, I think this is important to consider is that there, there's really two options that you always have whenever you make a decision or you, even with things that go on in your life personally, mm-hmm. that they're both intertwined. And there's really two options. You can either A, embrace what is happening and be able to move past that, being that you're able to always go through the challenges and be able to rise to that next level to overcome that challenge, or you have option B, which is I'm going to submit, I'm going to give up, I'm going to close the door, I'm going to, in my case, as I mentioned, yeah. in my life. Yeah. So I really had two choices, and that was even something even right before my 33rd birthday, which ironically enough, I may mention this, was right before the COVID pandemic too. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. So even with all those things that were happening in my life, I had two choices, and I decided I want to be the change that I want to see in my life, and I, I have to embrace this, and I have to find the help finally to do that. Wow. And that's why even to this day, and, and like you said, Charlie, I, I have to agree, you, you have to also take it with, uh, with persistence. And yeah. that's with, for me, seeing a therapist and seeing them weekly which has been now over 150 sometimes yeah. uh, over this these past three years to finally realize what my value is. And yeah. that's and that's what's translated into so much. So I think anybody can take that lesson of you have really two choices. And I think that if you're here listening to this, you're really deciding to go ahead and do it and make that happen. Right. 
Yeah, man, and there's there's nothing wrong with talking to a therapist. I have a therapist as well, man. I, I love him. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. You know, like it's it, it's again back to asking for help and you and know realizing that the potential that you have, no matter what obstacles stand in your way. And and I was one of those people that didn't embrace it because mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, and, and I think this is where some people think that in their culture that we're like this. Oh, well, I, I know I'm tough enough. I'm going to go through it no matter what. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's really the case yeah. that, that I've been learning is, oh, it is okay to ask and yeah. ask for help when needed because sometimes we need to have that different perspective. Sure. So that's that's been really an, a, a light bulb moment in my life where yeah. – where in the past I would have just muddled through it and would have just coped with it. But yeah. now it's now turning it on its head and saying, how can I use this and leverage this to my advantage? So, so, so did, did processes and did, you know, putting writing processes down and documenting these processes, did that, is that something that kind of helps you cope with maybe some of the, some of the things that come with, with, you know, being uh, uh, a diagnosed autistic person? Do you, do you, do you see that as a, something that really helps you kind of fill in the, the gaps? It, it, is, it is interesting to be asked that question because no one's asked me that in a long time. <laughs> and, and now the more new information that I've had and, and being able to put it into these puzzle pieces that we have, I've realized that absolutely it has made such a big difference. And for, for some people that are like, oh, another spreadsheet – yeah. I'm like, yes, let's do a spreadsheet. Yeah. And we don't have to make it boring. We can make it colorful. We can make it with graphics. Sure. We can make it with something that is visually pleasing, especially if you're not a numbers person, which we all know I have to I've had to pay attention, especially being open mm-hmm. to what is what are my numbers? What am I looking like? Do I need to bring in more revenue? What do I need to do to cut expenses? But I think what it's helped me to do, other than looking at the financial side, is to really Turn the dial on listening to people authentic, mm-hmm. authentically and being able to understand exactly where, where they are and know what buttons, when to push. Because we, we're all not ready sometimes for what is those changes in our life. Sure, you're never going to be 100% yeah. ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's helped me with not only building <laughs> processes in the Commonwealth for over 13 years, it's helped me start my business. Yeah. I, I think that it's given me a unique skill set that some people – would would struggle with and i'm not saying that that's that's not a bad thing that means that i'm able to help other people if they are going through that and that's what i enjoy doing the most especially if someone comes up to me saying i, I have this idea but i just don't know how to get it off from paper into reality right those are the things that i love doing the most because it allows me to work a side of my brain that normally it's it's about okay you need to do these steps and a lot of People need those sort of things because that's their neurodivergent way right. of learning about things too. Right. right. So that that creates a lot of dynamicism, I think, for me as an individual helping others. But I get to see how other people learn, and that make that enriches me more yeah. than anything. Man, that's great. You have such a good why. You have <laughs> such a good. And that's and that's. I mean, that makes me think and, and know that you can be super successful in this business. Oh, like thanks. we said, man, because like. It, I, I've never seen someone with a burning passion. Like I can feel it coming across the table. Like you got passion for this stuff, brother. It's yeah. awesome. Well, I, I don't want to burn the table because of that. <laughs> <laughs> that we're doing this on, dude. I know it's <laughs> it's just really cool. So like, so tell me, how did you, you know, you you were working for the Commonwealth. You were learning processes, building processes for them on how to, you know, how to organize seventy thousand people's work. 
what made you take the leap and go into like into business ownership? Were you working for somebody else doing work similar to this? And yeah, I've I've had a wide variety of jobs that I I've, I'm continuing to build myself up into, and mm-hmm. and and those are the things that as I even work on this business on the side, I I really wanted to see something come to the forefront where people are able to take advantage of what I've been able to learn. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you want to get specific, I mean, a lot of things that I've been able to do was uh, many years ago with Pennsylvania's right to know law, which isn't uh, necessarily about how is there's chemicals or anything like that. Mm -hmm. This is about, Actually, re- records requests, th- getting more okay. information about transparency and, yeah. uh, and what government's doing. Yep. Back in 2008, that law changed. In 2009, that's when it really started to be ramped up with more access to records. So I was hired in 2011 to do a lot of those requests for uh, for the Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. That took me, after a few years, I said, uh, I don't know if this is really my jam, over to our retirement system where I worked for a few years doing budgeting and procurement, learning all the ins and outs. And those are, those are very detailed process oriented tasks. For sure. Um, That moved me then back over to the PennDOT for a little bit where I worked on some data analytics, visualization, running reports, making it so that I was able to not only provide senior leadership opportunities, but also being able to work on some things that would help enhance some of the business processes across uh, the agency that, that specifically driver and vehicle services. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even the last few years, I've been able to have the opportunity of doing, not only working for with the blind, uh, which that's a whole unique story in itself. I don't think we could ever fit this in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah, that part two. Yeah, yeah, that'll be part two if you bring me back. <laughs> but the other thing is that what I've learned even in the last few years is just recycling some of those skill sets at a higher level yeah. so that we're making more cost-saving, process-driven decisions. And that's really been a lot of my focus over the last few years. And that's been helpful for me, especially as I've been recovering from wanting to end my life to now I want to help other people's lives. Yeah, Taking that, those skill sets and transferring them over to the private sector, which... I'll be honest, I've been schooled a few times already about sure. about how this works because it's not the same fast and furious rules as as what it is in the public sector. It's right. it's a lot more it's a different environment working with other people that are focused and driven in the private sector. For sure, yeah. I mean this is a totally different totally different animal. I mean there's there's parameters you have to work in, in that in that public sector, whereas out here in the private sector you don't know what you're gonna experience necessarily, you know. Yes. It's totally totally different. So um, tell me about like tell me about public speaking. I'm I'm interested in talking about public speaking because one of the reasons I started this podcast is I am scared, you know what list <laughs> of public speaking. Yeah, I had to speak in front of a networking group the other a uh, couple weeks ago, and I was shaking like a leaf. And there's like seven people in there. Yeah, I had a really bad stutter when I was a kid, until I was six years old or so. I couldn't really get words out yeah. very well, and I got made fun of and. If forever I've had this fear of public speaking or even opening my mouth to a new person. So this is, again, one of those things where I was like, screw it. You know, if this podcast doesn't do well, it's okay. But I'm trying something new. <laughs> yes. And I feel like I have a good message to, to spread. And if I sound dumb, so be it. Yeah. Right? Maybe something sounding dumb is what some people want to hear. They don't want it polished. They want real conversations between real people. 
And, um, and, and that's, and it's funny you say that because I've been counting all your filler words as we've been going through here in my uh, head. So you have, about, you have about 15 of them so far, but that's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some help afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I might have some unhealthy or, or some noticeable, you know, um, things that I lean on to get me through the stuttering, but it's something that, you know, um, you know, I never learned a good way to cope with it. It was, you know, I was kind of like a, just immerse yourself and you're going to kind of sink or swim kind of thing. And I probably picked up a lot of bad habits from that, but, you know. but, and that, and that's, that's really a big part of it is that nowadays, especially with some kids that I've seen going through school, they're not getting some of those soft skills because they're being taught with a certain curriculum that they have to learn because of whether a, the, the Senate and house of reps, whether it's state or federal level have mandated it. But what I've been seeing is, Cell phones, mm-hmm. cell phones, and and digital conversations. Whether mm-hmm. that's through all the various types of uh, platforms, thinking of Facebook, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I've seen that more so that we're we're talking about pictures and sending content that way as opposed to the spoken word, yeah. which I. Ironically enough, my business being called Your Speaking Voice is yeah. is about di- addressing all those different things. But my biggest passion about public speaking is something that I have to tell you that my sister also was a stutterer growing mm-hmm. up. So I completely respect what you've been through, Charlie. Yeah. And I'm telling you that you're doing very well. I would have never even noticed unless you t- pointed it out, which, yeah. which you did very good. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you too. But I also tell you too. I also had a speech impairment growing up as a mm-hmm. kid. So I words such as R's, TH sounds, yeah. that things like thermometer would yeah. throw me off. So I have to even stop myself t- sometimes, even at thirty six years of age. Yet, which is yes, that, that's my age. <laughs> I'm a young person. <laughs> yeah, me too. But but I I have had to stop myself and be whoa. Am I saying this right? Yeah. And I'm sure when I listen back with this, that I'm going to see. Yeah, I really said that in a weird way. I don't know why I said it that way, but. The art of public speaking isn't necessarily about wondering what other people are going to say. And I know that's like the biggest fear. Sure, that's what everyone uh, Yes, yeah. that's everyone's fear, yeah. Actually, the studies still prove that the the number one biggest fear in in anything is public speaking. It's more than deaf itself. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's been true for many, many years and many decades now that speaking in front of a group of people, whether it's small, medium, or large, is is still a challenge. And I was one of those people myself where I wouldn't be able to look at someone face-to-face in the eye or even be able to give constructive presentations because I was so worried about what I was saying and what other people were going to think of me Right. that that really was the biggest barrier. So, I, I, and I mentioned Toastmasters earlier. Toastmasters yeah, is yeah. a great, great opportunity to do that, whether you are joining online, which there's many online clubs, but there's also the in-person clubs that are finally coming back into fruition after over the last COVID. year or so. Yeah, after COVID. Yeah. But what I've been able to do in my public speaking journey is, is ask myself this question. What do I want my audience to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And, and how vulnerable am I willing to be? Because once I started to realize that this was about what I was willing to share as opposed to what other people were expecting from me, mm-hmm. the game changed completely. Interesting. And it was because so. of knowing that I got all these things that I could talk about. There are so many great topics out there in this world today that I feel more than ever people need to hear. And 
it can it's it's all a matter of just walking into a meeting for the first time, whether you think of Toastmasters or even in my world of a, being a coach, working with somebody that wants to be able to find a way to communicate effectively in all kinds of different ways. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I've, yeah. I've worked with a woman out in the Philadelphia area just recently, mm-hmm. and she was getting ready to work on this presentation, which was going to involve a lot of different people that had a lot of money to invest. Mm-hmm. And she was really afraid of what had happened to her a few years ago with something that she experienced as a negative reaction to a presentation that she gave. So she came to me wanting to work on herself. Okay. But what she's learned through that process, which I there's some things I've changed and I we're still I'm still working with her. But the one thing that she started to see as the light bulbs turning on is it wasn't about what was happening with those people that were impacting her. It was her deep seated fear that was hap- that was actually hindering her yeah. to the point that it would it would make her freeze. Right. And, and getting in front of an audience. So you know, I, I always say to people, and, and here's some here's some free advice. No, no nothing they had to be solicited from me. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing that I would say to anybody that is afraid of just starting with their public speaking journey, or even just speaking in front of an audience, whether it's just giving a presentation, especially mm-hmm. for a small business owner, uh, especially we're talking to these individuals today yeah. too, is we really you really don't want to think about not just the people that you're impacting but what you are doing to impact them. Right. That if you start to ask yourself the question, what am I giving as value to others? That's what will make you seem like you stand out from the rest. Right. The rest of it, being polished, making self, yourself presentable, making the organization happen, those will all come together. That, yeah, that stuff would all come come with time. Yes. You know? And yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in, you know, to 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 serve others and you know that 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 will come back on to you. So that's a really good piece of advice, man. If you're if you're truly passionate about what you're saying, um, that same networking meeting that I was telling you about, I got up there and I spoke about something that that I know and I love, and it's and it's about sharing content online, and it's about being vulnerable with your content and helping people. And <clears throat> it's amazing how easily the words came out. Like I said, I was in my truck shaking like a leaf before I went in there. <laughs> but when I went in and and was talking about something that I was like, okay, you know what? I I love this. You know, I really do truly like love helping people and I love educating people that it came off so much easier. So when you have, when you have a burning, you know, I guess the, where we all got our first start in public speaking was standing up in front of a, you know, sixth grade social studies classroom reading reading off about Christopher Columbus or reading off about you know whatever plethora of things that you don't really care about that you don't have a passion for um, so I think man I think you raised such a good for like the small business owners there is you know out there that are listening you know if you bring if you bring passion to what you're doing you're gonna set yourself up for a much easier for a much easier time. Or not, and, and not to say that it would be easy, but it'll help you to never really lose sight of the goal. And and I say that to people too. And and you bring up a good point that I I really want to stress is that if you don't know what you're doing in terms of what that messaging is, you might be proficient in <laughs> building a roof yeah. or working on a deck or maybe helping somebody with their taxes. But if you don't have a good mission behind what you're doing, 
if you don't have a good vision as to where you are trying to take the business or even yourself, a lot of people might not resonate with that. Yeah. And and branding is so important when it comes to that too. And it's not just about what you're doing as an individual. It's what you're doing as a whole. It's it's not just about what you can give as expert knowledge because I can go to Google and type in how to fix a roof all yeah. by myself. Yeah. Or I can go into Google and say, especially with AI nowadays, I can go in and say, please do my taxes with this information, which I obviously wouldn't recommend because there's a lot of things that need to be worked out when it yeah, comes yeah, to AI. Yeah. But th- th- put it in a hypothetical though. If you if you were to do those sort of things, I, I could do that. You know, I could challenge myself. Mm-hmm. What we really crave more than anything, more than ever before in the last 20 years since the advent of technology is, although we're so close together, we are more further apart than than ever before. And that's why communication is such an important thing more than ever uh, ever before. And and the the point of this podcast is to kind of fight against, you know, what what kind of part of what you were just saying there, that's... We've become more global and more disconnected as a society, even though we're, we're closer together, right? We can we can chat with people. You know, we can watch TikToks all day long or we can FaceTime with people, but we're losing the human element that goes into a lot of, 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 of what is it, what we experience in society. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure you may have heard on the, on the way over, I think you said you were listening to one of the episodes of the podcast that, yep. that, um, you know, one of my driving forces here is to is to challenge people to bring their dollars local at a rate of just fifty dollars per month, um, and I think that all of that correlates perfectly with what you're saying here. Is you know that the the personal connection that you that you make with a small business while also just spending fifty dollars a month can can add four hundred fifty million dollars a year to our local economy if everyone in our area did it, and. Um, Actually, I forget even what point I was making. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well why, why are you thinking of that? I actually thought of something too. Yeah, you hit me. But yeah, because we had a perfect it, podcast it, host it, yet. <laughs> still no, you're doing kinks. you're doing a good job. <laughs> but I, I, you made me think of this too. Is that it, everything that we do as a small business is not just about feeding into these these bigger corporations that ultimately, yeah, you can you could do a deep dive and figure out where the money is going, mm-hmm. but. You know that without doing any research, if I work with a small business owner, that that return is instantaneous, like a snap of the fingers. So if you know that you're doing that and you're doing it with with passion and and knowing that you're you're not just touching that individual that is helping you with whatever service that you're providing or a product that you're providing, you are empowering them to – Maybe in the future, be able to offer more, to be able to provide more opportunity for the community as a whole, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that for somebody in my business, I always want to see people not only just take that idea and make it to the next level, because I want them to find their voice, mm-hmm. but I want them to have what is something in my and one of my other values in my business, which is about de- having determination, mm-hmm. the ability to say, Yes, these are the things that I really want to work on to help myself get to that next level. And if you have that impact statement on merchandise that you sell or promotional items that you give out for free or you do that on every business card, it could be as cheap as that putting on the back of your business card of what that impact is. Yeah. You're, you're going to make such a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you share your share your mission statements, share your core, your core values with people. 
you know, we, we have it written up on, on our wall out here. We have these whiteboards all over and through the office, and we have them written down. We give out a core value bonus to each of our guys um, every single week if we see them, you know, um, um, practicing one of our core values in that previous week, we give you a little gift card, right? And, you know, that's, but that's it. Your core value, your, your main philosophy, your why is needs to bubble up and be part of who you are as a business. Yes. Every single, every single day. Um, Absolutely. Is there a, is there a large business that people, that people could support you instead of supporting like this large business? Like what's, like is is AI threatening your your job? Is things like something like BetterHelp threatening the kind of business that you that you run? Absolutely, and you know I I always think and this I, I'm really glad you bring that up because I think sometimes people have the perception of you know these people have to have five star ratings on the Google app when I go and research them and where mm-hmm. they're located at or I better see all positive reviews because if I don't then I'm not going to work with them right. And I, I, I want to push back on that a little bit Absolutely. because there's, there are people in this world that it doesn't matter what you do. You, you try to please them as much as you can. You're never going to please them. That's right. And <laughs> I, I, I have been able to really see a lot of that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting for somebody as a consultant coaching what will be saying, well, you should disregard them. And that's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying though, is there's, the real the realization that not everybody's going to give you a five star review. Yeah. Not everybody's going to give you a tip because that's just what they've been programmed in their minds to say. This is what is going to happen, and this is what it, this is how society accepts it as. Sure. And some people want to buck that. Yeah. But what I will say to somebody that is thinking about you know whether they want to use a small business or not. Let me give you a let me give you a perfect example, and I and this is in the uh, thanks to the Toastmasters community, I have this example, in that people were trying to use AI to write their own speeches, mm-hmm. and they and it's easy nowadays. AI, please tell me a five to seven minute speech that details the computations of a Tesla battery and how long it will last and why I should buy into a Tesla as a result of that. Right. And I'm sure that AI will give you a great speech to talk to give you that you can present in others. But here's the problem with that is that there's no personal element with it. And it goes back to exactly what we've been talking about earlier yeah. is you want to have that personal connection. Yeah. I would say that for people like myself, especially starting out and now having this sort of threat, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. I, I I actually want to say we embrace it. And there's a right way to embrace it, and there's a wrong way. Sure. Just like I said earlier, I had two options in my life earlier, whether I want to embrace the challenge or I just want to cave into it. Right. It is the same principle here in that we can use this and make our businesses thrive more than ever before. And I, I will be the first person to tell you, fine, go ahead and use an AI. But what I'll also tell you too is you will not find somebody that is more passionate and more c- committed to helping you get to that next level yep. than a human being. That's right. <laughs> AI, AI's got nothing on you, yeah, my man. Yeah, nothing. AI's got nothing on, on, on your speaking voice. Well, but what, what, I, what I do have to say, though, is it, there are people more experienced than me. And I, I will freely say to the, you, I actually work with people that I get mentored by that are definitely older than me. Sure. And they have a lot of wealth of experience. What I say to people that are saying, 
well, I don't know if I should trust somebody that is young as you, Josh. I say to them, think about what the possibilities could be if you work with someone that is younger. Yeah. Someone that has been through a lot of these different experiences, but also has a unique opportunity through all the life experiences that they have to share maybe an insight that you weren't thinking about before. Because it does, it, it is always easy to go with somebody that has been around for a long time and have that experience. But sure. that doesn't necessarily equate to being able to get constructive feedback, being able to get help one-on-one, and also being able to meet you wherever you're at on any time, given wherever that is, sure. to, to address what those problems are. Yeah. I, I think that I bring something that most people would say or is revolutionary in, in that, yes, I don't know all the answers, but it is about working through those together, putting you in touch with the right resources. But while we're having this time together, let me see what I can do with what I got in my scope of services right. that I can provide it to you. And that's that's the power of networking, and I think more businesses need to embrace that. Yes, yeah. I mean, man, we're 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 a social we're a social being. You know, we're business networking has done more for my business in the last couple of years since um, since we've gotten out of COVID. Um, has done more for my business than most traditional marketing. Just getting out there. Meeting great people like you, people like Noah. We both know Noah. Yeah, yeah, over right Noah. Uh, hi, Noah, to, if you listen to, to this. Shout out to Noah. Um, best, gym, <laughs> best gym in Mechanicsburg. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, th- that's, you know, the what's that? What's the old adage? Network's your net worth. Yes, you know, that's exactly um, it. But it's, dude, it's so, it's so true. And, you know, if you can support another small business through your own small business or work with a small business and know that most of the money that you are giving that person is directly affecting that person and whether they're old or young, you know, in this, in this day and age with the amount of life experience that, you know, even people our age, we're, we're very similar age, the amount of life experience that you get in, in, in this day and age, I feel like Trump's maybe what the, what the older folks maybe did. Um, and, and that's not to discredit even the older folks at all, which I'm not saying that you are either, yeah. but, but I think that we, we always have this impression of, these, these people know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's not really the case as, as technolo- technological advances have really revolutionized the way that we interact with each other, how we go home and in and, and the convenience of life. Right. But even has helped us with medical and other sort of business-related processes. It has changed the landscape. And I, I say that most people might not know what those are, especially if they're in, in a more advanced part of their life. I think that if you want to have the practical ideas, go to somebody that is a little bit more experienced. But if you want to have a more well-rounded experience, you surround yourself with as many people as you possibly can to help create that circle for you. I love that, man. I love that. Well, uh, Josh, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like we have to have a part two because we're, we're going to sit here for, we're going to sit here for two hours. Yeah. I could probably talk to you for the rest of the night. Yeah. I would love um, it. Dude. I would love to have you back for a part two, man. Cause I think you have so much more that you can share. I feel like we've only hit like the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah. Um, I try to keep the podcast short so, I'll, you know, people can, can get to it. Like business owners don't have a lot of time and keep it short for them so they can, can get something value out of something valuable out of it and learn about a great entrepreneur like yourself. So um, let us know who you are, man. What's, let us know one more time. Who's your business? How can people get in contact with you? Give us give us the rundown again, man. Yeah, absolutely. So my business is Your Speaking Voice, LLC. 
It is located on Trindle Road, right down in Car, right out outskirts of Carlisle, right near, right down uh, the road. Yeah, right down the road from where where, where we're at here. And uh, my website is www.yourspeakingvoice.biz. Go check me out. I have all kinds of different resources. Schedule a time with me. My I always do my first consultation for free because I gets to know me know you a little bit better. Sure. See what we're doing and see if we're a good fit. Right on. And uh, my phone number is seven one seven. 422-6724. If you just want to avoid all of that and just talk to a real human being. That's right. <laughs> let's uh, let's support small business. Let's talk to real human beings because uh, ChatGPT is not going to give you the level. I'm, I'm pumped right now after talking to you. Uh, ChatGPT is not going to give you the feels like this guy's going to give th- you seriously. Yeah. So let's, let's get out there. Let's support, let's support small, great small businesses like Josh. Um, man, thank you again for so much for coming in. Let's, let's do a part two and man, I'm, very pumped. Thank you so much again, brother. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, man.